This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello, everybody. It is yet another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. Hello, I'm Jamie. In what day is it, Jamie? Today is Monday, which is odd for us, April 13th, 2020, day 7 million and 47 of quarantine. Oh, this fucking quarantine. I'm going insane. I'm going insane. I'm so, I'm so fucking tired of it. Just call me for, just come for me, COVID. I don't even care anymore. Right, like at this point, out. at this point in time, I'm going to be like, can somebody just give me the Rona already? Because I'm living in fear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired of being in the house. I'm like, let, whatever's going to be, let's just be. Because I don't know what's worse anymore, to be honest with you. Like, this oh is my killing God. me. Like, okay, so this weekend, this weekend, it was the very first time that Paco got on my nerves. Because, you know, up, oh, shit. up to this past weekend, like. Oh, he had angel wings and He all was that, like and, and the luckiest man wrong. on the earth. And I was like, oh, my God, I love him. And I'm quarantined with his sexy ass. <laughs> but I think it was, it was Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday was a, just a bad day anyway. And I see what everything he said got on my fucking nerves. Really? And I was like, I want to choke him out. <laughs> what are you going to do? Get a ladder? Right? Because <laughs> he's so much taller than you. You'd have to but like, I think him he's him. at the point right now where he's ready to choke me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I told him the other day, I was like, you know, if we're, you know, doing it and I'm like, you know, give me a little chokey joke. I was like, I don't think I'm going to do that for a while. <laughs> and he was like, you're fine, babe, unless I use both hands. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm like, like it's getting to the point where, I I think there's just a, there's been a lot of emotions in the house, and it, right. he's, he's quarantined with two women who are who are high on on emotion, and he's he's doing well with it. But I think that you know I was a little crazier than usual, and then he was being a little snarkier than usual, and I was like, oh my god, and mind you, by the next day I was like, God, he's so sexy, like it was back to normal. Oh, back. But if there was a, there was some time there on Friday where I was like, I'm gonna choke this motherfucker out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I know. And then yesterday, our friend Kat has a tree that she was looking at, and she was like, "Does anybody know what kind mm. of tree this is?" Right, I did. I saw that. So I said, "Lori, do you know what kind of tree this is?" And it was like a red bud flowering tree or something. Right. And. I was like, oh, that looks like just, that looks just like the tree that Paco cut down in our backyard. I was like, no, I said, oh, that looks like the tree that was in our backyard, the real pretty one. And Lori was like, yeah. And I was like, before Paco snuffed that shit out. (laughs) Well, Paco had gone to his parents and I didn't see Paco come back in. And Paco was laid on the couch and I was like, before Paco snuffed that shit out, I was like, fuck your tree, baby. And Paco was like, (laughs) Paco was like, right, baby? And I was like, I thought it was the voice of God for a second. I was like, what the what the fuck? I was like, when did you get home? He was like, when did you start talking about me? And I was like, oh shit. Clearly I've been talking about you prior to me knowing that you got home. Obviously, I'm sorry that you have to hear that. But I mean, it really wasn't bad. You did snuff out the fucking tree. <laughs> fuck your tree. Well, yesterday was Easter. It was Easter. And it looked a lot different for a whole lot of people. It did. It definitely looked different for me. I was not with my parents. I and, wasn't um, even with my kid. Yeah. Well, your kid got married and took off on your ass. That yeah, even but it was fucking Easter. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's just, it's so weird. I'm like, I'm going to be 43 in June, and I've always been with my parents. Always. Like, even when I was married and everything. So it was very weird to not be with them. 
my mom was like, just, just fuck it. Just come over. And I'm like, no, because then that probably will be when we get sick. You know what I mean? Right. Because you know, they both work outside. Right. You know what I mean? At the house. Like, they are in a place where they're around a bunch of people. I'm like, and God knows with me, you know, running into houses. I'm like, I, you know what I mean? And it's like, I wanted to go so bad. I wanted to be like, all right, even though I bought everything and I already started cooking stuff. I almost was like, you know, screw it. I'm just coming because I wanted to, to see them, but I didn't. And my mom was like, this is weird. I'm like, it is really weird. Yeah, I um, I didn't make any baskets this year. My favorite part of Easter is making the baskets. I didn't either. My kids were like, don't. They actually didn't want, they were like, don't. Like, let's not take the chance that there would be stuff on packaging and all that crap. So, I didn't make any <coughs> Easter baskets. Um, Katie did video ta- FaceTime me thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very odd. Like, it wasn't your typical Easter dinner either. Yeah. I, I made, like, a turkey breast, and mm-hmm. I didn't make potato salad or deviled eggs or anything like that, and I just, it was odd for me. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. It was a very weird feeling. Um, yeah. I I didn't like this Easter. Like, this better be okay by next Easter, because I, Easter is one of my favorite holidays, because I go out and I spend good money on good candy, right. and I make these Easter baskets, and people who get my Easter baskets are like, oh my god, this is fantastic. This is the best Easter basket ever! Because I put so much time, energy, and love in it, and I didn't get a chance to do that. Right. Well, I did, I thought it was pretty cool, um, Pastor P, you know, Perry Noble, um, I watched, you know, obviously I did his service, because I do a service every Sunday morning, and it was really neat, and he was just talking about how, um, how like his disciples had followed him around and Jesus had said no less than five times. Like, or he had said, this is what's going to happen to me. What Jesus right? should have said is no less than six feet. <laughs> I know, right? Well, the whole point that he made was really, really neat, right? Because it's like during these times when you're not really sure how things are going to be, you kind of just have to have faith that everything's going to work out, right? And he's like, well, and just because you call yourself Christian does not mean you're always going to have faith. And he was like, point being, Jesus said no less than five times, like, this is what's going to happen to me. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to find me guilty they're gonna, or they're going to put me on trial guilty. They're going to, you know, crucify me. They're going to put me in the tomb and then I'll rise again, right? He said it five different times, like leading up to all this happening. And then after he goes, like the people, like there was like these two women. It was Mary Magdalene and um, Salome, believe it or not, that's her name was, walking through this market and they went to go buy spices, spices to anoint his body, like funeral spices. But if they had the faith, they wouldn't have because he was supposed to rise again, right? So they're like... He's like, so even these people that were with Jesus didn't have faith in what he had to say. Like, so if you ever feel like, and not that I'm trying to bring it into a different place, but they're like, during this time when it's just so weird and we don't know what's happening and it's been very hard, you know, like just to kind of have the faith that everything's going to work out. I mean, you look at different things that have happened. I mean, we've gone through different plagues and stuff. Like the Spanish flu wiped out every, like a whole bunch of people. The and we're still here. We bought a plague and we're still here. And he's like, you know what? We Sometimes we got to have faith. And if you think... You know, that you have to be Christian to have faith. That's not true because even these Christians didn't have faith in, like, the embodiment of what they thought was God, right? So I thought that was, it was really neat and it kind of brought things into perspective for me a little bit. Even if you take it away from, like, being religious, like, they're saying that this guy said he was the embodiment of God and even his followers didn't believe, like, what he said. So They were like, like whatever, dude. True. We just like hanging out with you. You're cool. Yeah, you're just cool. Like, you, you, play know, you turn water into wine and you do all this cool shit, right? So <laughs> it was, it, so it was really good and it kind of, kind of brought me back for just a little bit but then like it's sort of like that depression sort of set back in again because it was like geez I'm supposed to be at my parents house right now I'm supposed to be doing I, fun things we're gonna play kickball that's what I, I made our fact checker a plate <laughs> our fact checker lives around the corner he's uh <coughs> he's pretty isolated right now hi Jay he's lost hi, a board Jay. so if we could find something for him to fact check that would be fantastic because he's like right? um 
I don't have anything to do. Um, so I went. Well, to I told, well, can I just say real quick? I told Jay. I said you better get that liver warmed up because as soon as this is all over, you're just gonna come over and we're just gonna be drinking all the time. Right. <laughs> like so, just think of it now as you're taking a break because after that liver, it's your you're up. It's your turn. So <laughs> I, I made him a plate for Easter and we went over there and Lori and I sat with him and we played Phase Ten and we hung out for a little bit and it was fun. It was yeah. fun. Jay Jay was very. You could see he was generally happy we were there oh yeah absolutely he was generally happy we were there and it felt good because you know he's been isolated for a really long time now right so um and he doesn't he lives all by himself and he doesn't have right. any family or anything like that that, yeah. like, that live close so it was, was it was good to go see my jay i missed his face yeah it was definitely um a different time i mean and it's kind of weird there's a lot of people out there we like even me myself i keep wondering like to myself like oh so our boss Got us tickets. Oh my god, I love to her. go see Burt Kreischer. I'm so July. excited. I am so freaking excited too. Kathy is that you you're the bestest boss ever. In the whole entire world, Kathy. In the whole entire world. So she got tenth row tickets too to see Burt Kreischer. Right? We're fucking there. Like you're gonna feel his 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 dad bod sweat. I know. Like, I was like, when he starts taking his shirt off always, and swinging shit around, he always throws his shirt out into the audience too. Dude, he's gonna be like me. I know. Well, that's what's so funny. Like Nate's might like inbox me and was like, hey. I, got, I have a hairy body or something, or a hairy a chest bod. or something like that. I have a dad like, bod. <laughs> like, if you don't get in my inbox. So. We get it. They, no, but it. it was just so funny. So we had to mention that she did get us those tickets, and I was um, explaining to Jamie, I'm like, I was going to get tickets too, but I'm like, nobody knows when this is really going to end up. Like, right now they're saying May 15th, right? But what happens when May 15th rolls around and they're still like, eh, we still need like another six weeks or You know what? Shit. May 15th is all they got out of me. Once this is gone, I don't fucking care. I'll go and sit in a bar all by myself. Like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> but you know they're closed, right? So I don't care. I know the, the karaoke people and I, <laughs> and I have a connection to a key to a bar if I really need one. Mm. And I will go into that bar and I will bring my karaoke tech in and it will be just me and him and six feet... <laughs> feet apart and we're gonna be doing this shit i know may 15th is my limit i know i think a lot of people kind of feel that way at this point and i'm like i would have just gotten the tickets but i didn't know if we would still be in or not and i didn't want to lose the money so she went out and got the tickets and i'm like man now that somebody else is paying for him it feels really good we better be able to go so um speaking of nate yesterday me and nate were on a thread on the northeast page and somebody Got somebody else, somebody got Mike Stewart banned. Some guy named Dion. Oh, yeah, I saw that. They were so, talking about him. So they were like, whatever. And I was like, how do you get somebody banned? Because whenever I feel so offended that I feel like I need to report something to right. Facebook, Facebook always comes back like, nah, bitch, this is fine with us. Like, <laughs> this is not, you know, this is not, you know. An issue for us. An we're issue fine for us, with it. Know, it doesn't violate just, our you know, community standards. That's what it is. So, yeah. Nate, which is interesting because I'm like, your community standards are pretty low. Well, Nate was like, <laughs> Nate commented underneath and he was like, I have the power. And I was like, of Grayskull? Uh, and he went that. to write, I love He Man. And I was like, but it came out, I love Herman. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, same dude, but I didn't know his name was Herman. No wonder he changed that shit. And we had like this whole fucking long ass conversation oh, in the God. middle of this thread about He Man and nobody paid it any fucking mind. Oh my god! I was like, "How are they not loving our comedic v our com, our comedic gold? Like this is fucking gold." <laughs> you know, he said something to me about um, 
about what is it? Something about oh, you're still earthy or oh something like that. He Don't asked, talk like, about her earthiness, Nate. Oh, he said something about are you still earthy, and I was like. Yeah, I gave up now. I was like, I, I'm ordering cats and I'm waiting for the dementia to set in <laughs> or whatever. And he was like, I'm sure there's people in here that would volunteer. I'm like, nah, I'm not dating anymore. And he's like, who said anything about dating? <laughs> I was like, Is I'm there, leaving this alone. There's no social distancing happening? Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. You see what we're doing, right? Why do you always have to be a part of something? You look homeless <laughs> as fuck right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Your hair, hair is, is insane. So bad. Why is it sticking up like and that? And he wants to keep it. He doesn't even want to get a cut. Because he wants, I don't know, I guess he wants to be able to put things in a oh man bun. Oh, my God. Get the shit out of here. Get the shit out of here. man bun, Mom. What the? Get out. <laughs> shoo. 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 So, anyway. Um, anyway, so the um, you were going to mention something. I was about the Northeast page. Okay, yeah. Because so, I have, like, a little rant of my own. And then we so, can get into some stuff. So, here's my rant. All right. So, uh, I can't find the post on the Northeast page. She must have taken it down. So, a lady who is a mother of a police officer, who obviously is essential right now. Oh, I did see that. Wanted, oh, I know. These people are such Wanted bits. to do something nice for her, her child who's been stuck in the house for the past month. Mm-hmm. So, she asked the Northeast community page, because go figure, you would think they would, you know, be Never com- asked that community like. <laughs> community Don't ask like. them. There's a Cecil County safe page. You should probably go there for the next time. <laughs> Um, but she had simply asked, does anybody know where to get soil? Because I went to Walmart and there was no soil. She just wanted to plant a fucking garden with her kid. Right. Like like some tomatoes and some fucking peppers. Right. Like it it wasn't that serious. And there was like some lady who was like, oh, is that, that's so essential. And another lady that was, that said something else that was really, really snarky about this girl who just wanted soil and then you posted a couple weeks ago this video where this guy let me get to it well every yeah everybody was saying that and she was like i wasn't even gonna do it my husband's a police officer and i was was gonna gonna, have him bring it home he was already out in the community right and then it was like she had to keep just like copying and pasting to all these people that were being so rude right like uh, here's and then there was this guy oh where did it go? I know I saved that. Didn't I just save that video? Danielle posted this video. Why is it not? It's saved. She says it's saved. Oh, that's because I'm hitting the wrong thing. Huh. Oh. All right, old lady. <laughs> oh, it still didn't give it to me. So Danielle posted this video about it with an Amazon worker, and he was flipping out. Um, because he works at Amazon and he wanted everybody to know that he didn't think that dildos were essential. <laughs> Here's the I th- strongly disagree. Here's the thing, people. <laughs> I strongly Quit disagree. Quit telling people what is, ex- is essential to them. It's nobody's business what anybody else fucking buys. It's nobody's business what yeah. anybody puts in their fucking Amazon cart. Now, here's the thing about Amazon. Amazon is open. You should be able to go on Amazon and order a fucking dildo. And this guy <laughs> should shut the fuck up and put said dildo in the box. You know why? I like putting dildos in my box, too. Right. <laughs> and here's the problem with this I guy. This there? guy probably See? thinks that he is God's gift to women. There's a lot of men out there that think they are God's gift to women. I don't think he But you that. know, But you know what is God's gift to women? The Ooh. real God's gift to women? It's not dildos. It's okay. not. 
Wouldn't it's it? not Adam's rib. It's not a husband. Anything. God's gift to women is the fact that God gave them the ability to have multiple orgasms. <laughs> These bitches are <laughs> stuck in the house. I know. So a lot of them single, sad, lonely. Do not deny them the fact that they can buy a fucking dildo. Because if they don't get off, that's how the world gets Lindas, Karens, Sharons, <laughs> Barbaras. <laughs> Picnic patties. <laughs> like, these are the reason people are so fucking uptight. Times are hard. Sh- masturbation, we, we said it a couple weeks ago on the podcast. It's good for your health. It's good for your health. It's good for your, <laughs> your immune system. It's good for your, it gives you endorphins. It's like exercise. If you work at Amazon, don't bitch about fucking what you're putting in a box. And I know people are like, oh, be grateful you have a job. I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to say is shut the fuck up and do your job. That's what I'm going to tell you. And as far as anybody else goes, if you're walking through the fucking grocery store and you see that um, Betty Lou from down the corner who has five kids has like 17 fucking boxes of cupcakes in her cart, guess what? That's none of your fucking business. If it does not concern you or affect your life directly, shut the fuck up about it. And boom, that's a whole bunch of boom fuckery for you. Boom fuckery. That's my new favorite word because I posted on something today. It was like a, um, they did like a lost case or something like that. And they were telling you what the case is about. It made like no sense. And I was like, how did that happen or whatever? I'm like, eh. And I was like, that doesn't even make sense to me. And she was like, boom fuckery is what it is. Boom fuckery. And I was like, <laughs> and I told her, I was like, first, that's my new favorite word. And thank you. And two, <laughs> you're correct. That is a whole bunch of boom fuckery, isn't it? <laughs> like, it was funny because I'm like, who says boom fuckery? Me now. Me. Now it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing now. Thank you. No, but you know what? I'm glad that you mentioned that though, because I've had issues with people and I've never said anything until lately. And I don't know what it is. I think it's because I'm getting older and I just don't give a fuck anymore. Right. I'm like, try me, bitch. Try me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my problem is. Remember, I used to be like a hippie. Yeah. And now look at me. I'm like an asshole now. But anyway, so I will. It's probably I my fault. <laughs> it is. It's, I'm hanging around you. But um, I actually asked um, for someone to give me landscaper recommendations because I need to get some landscaping done at my house. And it's not just, long cutting, actual <laughs> scaping of the land. Yeah, I need actual things done, and I need to make sure that you know the landscaping kind of runs away from the house, like on an angle. I don't want it towards the house because I don't want their water to get in my basement. Like I just want to make sure it gets done right the first time, and I can take it from there. So I'd asked for recommendations because I hadn't heard back from the two that I had reached out to. So lots of people actually gave me like the information right and then somebody was like give your boys a lawnmower problem solved and i'm like who the fucking fuck do you think you are to tell me what to do with my children like i would never think that it's okay for me to tell someone else what to do with their kids and they don't need my fucking lawn mode like do you think i don't know how to make my kids mow a lawn who do you think's been mowing the lawn until the late like my other landscaper who only does cut lawns came to do it yeah that's what kills me because people just assume yes just assume and you know what i live for the day by the way people paco does not do his own lawn he's got a surface yeah, I have a start, but I've always had it because it's just easier for me just to know that it's done. And I'm like, and at the time when I started getting one done, I had both kids who were both in school. We were doing um, like after school activities with um, baseball and things like that. Right, and it's like, like I have business. Time, like, but, but I don't, I don't, out of I don't need to explain myself to anyone about why I need a landscaper. It's none of your fucking business, and it's none of your fucking business 
why I have one. And well, you know what I mean? Or how I decide and what I decide to have my kids do. And then somebody else says, why don't you do it yourself? Quarantine and all. Fuck you. Fuck you again. Like motherfuckers. Like it is none of your fucking business what and I'm doing. And you know what you're doing? By hiring a landscaping, you're helping a small business I'm helping during a small business. quarantine. Yeah, but not like that. But I'm like, I, I, again, it's like I feel like I have to like justify myself. And then I was like, you know what? I don't have to justify myself to shit. I was like, you know, I work seven days a week. And this is a lot, a lot of work that I don't know how to do myself. And I don't, I want to just get it done right the first time. And then I can kind of take it from there. I can like work on it myself after that. But there's so much work and so much that needs to be done that I'm like, it'll never get done in the time that I needed to get done. I'm like, so I'd rather just spend the money, make sure it gets done right, you know, or whatever. And then I can deal with it from there. But it was like, I, it's like sometimes like I made a comment about how Christopher didn't know what day it was. And some person had the nerve to comment on it. Everybody else thought it was so funny because it was. It was really funny. My poor kid was like, oh, my God, I don't know what time. I don't even know what day it was. And they were like, oh, you need to give them chores. What? Again, who the fuck are you to tell me what I should do with my fucking kids? Like, who, Why who would make you think that you're allowed to do that? What does that have to do with anything? The other day I had to ask Alexa what day it was, and I'm always busy. I just thought it was like to myself, I'm like, what makes people think that what? they're allowed? Because they would never say that to, like, Paco. But what right? I'm asking is why... Why even go to that, that, why even comment that on Yeah, like, why, what makes you think that, like, you know, that, that means you're supposed to what? Tell me how I'm supposed to parent my children? Like, I don't know if you know It just, it just makes no sense to even comment that on, on, on that specific status where he just was like, well, well, they got their nights and days mixed up. But they can, they're doing indoor chores. They can do. How long do you think it's going to take chores? Right. And they can well, do... Well, I did say they're living on a steady diet of, like, junk and video games, and they're up all night and they sleep all day. And that's their choice. They're fucking old enough to do what they want to do at this point. Well, and I'm like, but it's none of their business. Like, they don't even know what chores they have, because they do have stuff that they have to get done. You know what I mean? Jonathan does the dishes, like, after dinner. Right. So, it's his job to do the dishes, like, after dinner. Christopher's made us dinner, like, a couple nights a week. They have to do their own laundry. I don't do their laundry anymore. Whatever, and before the landscaping guy started back up with cutting the grass, it was Christopher doing it. Or whatever. But Christopher's back in school now, like, full-time online. Right. And he's back at work. And he's back at work. No, I'm like, and then Jonathan's working, too. I'm like, I don't want Jonathan out there pushing a fucking lawn. Because you know what he'll do? He'll fucking run over a stick or something. Or, It'll go through my damn window. Or no. he will mow weird shapes. Yeah, God knows. Probably. But I just want to make the point that it's like, it's not nobody's fucking business. And now I don't even bother to hold back. I'm like, it's none of your fucking business what I do with my kids. Because it's fucking not. Right. I'm like, if you haven't noticed, my kids are alive and well and doing extremely, extremely well. So clearly I know what the fuck I'm doing and it's none of your fucking business. Like I would never think to be it's fair, okay nobody for me knows to go in there. Really mm-hmm. we're doing. Nobody really knows. No, but doing. it's like I would never walk into somebody's house and, or whatever. And I would never even think on somebody's status to be like, oh, I guess you better give that kid something to do. Like, I would never even in a million years act like I know what's best for somebody else's kids. So, fair warning, motherfuckers, you fucking keep doing it, and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing where I tell you to mind your fucking business. So, there you go. There's some more boom fuckery. That's a lot of boom fuckery. Oh, Because they're giving me boom fuckery, and they better knock it the fuck off, because I'm not the one. Actually, the one, like, like befriended me. I was like, bye, bitch. Bitch, bye. Yeah, bye, Kevin. Bye. Bye, Kevin. Yeah. Okay, so um, I have something that is even more boomfuckery. Oh, I got a couple boomfuckeries, too. Okay, so cannibal killer I.C.E. Sagawa is walking free and plans to eat more humans. 
What? Why would they send him this is This is an all, on allthingsthatareinteresting.com, and it was published on September 25th, 2017, and updated again on October 26, 2018. So this is old. But it says, I see, go, I see Sawaga murdered a friend and ate her remains. Ew. Yet he's free to walk the streets <clears throat> and his desires haven't changed. Oh my god. <laughs> when he murdered and dismembered and devoured Renee Hartvelt in 1981, he was fulfilling, fulfilling a dream 32 years in the making. In the, no. in the first grade, he noticed the classmates' thighs and thought, hmm, they look delicious. No, stop it. That did not. That was not the wording. Oh, my God. Mm, they look delicious. <laughs> you know what? Most men do think thighs look delicious, but I not, like, literally. It's more figuratively he was also short. do something else. He was also short and skinny with legs that look like pencils. He blamed the media's representation of Western women like Grace Kelly for sparking his cannibalistic fantasies equating it with equating it with most people would call sexual desire where other people dreamed of betting these beautiful women sagaba dreamed of eating them he maintains however that he never thought of killing them only gnawing off their flesh oh my god in 1981 after re- repressing his desires for 32 years he finally got the, they finally got the best of him i sagaba had moved to paris <laughs> I moved to Paris to study literature at the Sorbonne, a public research university. Once, he said, his cannibalistic urges took over. Almost every night, I would bring a prostitute home and then try to shoot them from behind. <gasps> oh, my oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Right? It became less about wanting to eat them, but more of an obsession with the idea that simply had to carry out with this ritual, killing the girl no matter what. Eventually, he found the perfect victim. Renee Hartevelt was a Dutch student student a dutch student with with (laughs) at the soborn overtime university sagawa struck up a friendship with her and occasionally invited to her home for dinner at some point he he gained her trust he attempted to kill her once unsuccessfully before actually murdering her the first time the gun misfired when her back was turned though most would take this as a sign to give up it only pushed him further down to into the rabbit hole it made me even more hysterical, and I knew that I simply had to kill her, he said. The next oh, night, he did. This time, the gun fired, <coughs> and Harfit was killed instantly. Sagawa only faced an instant of remorse before he turned to his elation. Before it turned into elation. Um. <gasps> Why? It's not popping up. The rest of it's gone. Oh. Your screen is black. What is happening? Open it, Chrome. Open the shit, Chrome. Okay. Ooh. Oh, God. Okay, good. It came I back. just opened okay. it in Chrome. It's better now. Um. Okay, so where were we at? Elation, correct? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Oh, my God, my dog. Okay. I thought about Happy. calling an ambulance, he recalled, but then I thought, hang on. Don't be stupid. You've been dreaming about this for 32 years, and now it's actually happening. Immediately after killing her, he raped her corpse. Why did he have to fuck her? I thought he just wanted to eat her. <laughs> Immediately after killing her, he raped her corpse and began to cut her open. Can I just say that I just laughed at that, by the way? Like, I really felt like I laughed at that. Like, how fucked up am I? But I was like, hee hee, that was funny. <laughs> the first you know, why did he have to fuck her? <laughs> the first thing I did was cut into her buttock. Oh, no God. matter how deep I cut, all I saw was fat beneath the skin. It looked like corn. Who fuck wrote this? And it's <laughs> all things interesting. Well, I, oh my god, this is terrible. 
Like Hold corn? on. It looked like corn. It took a while to actually reach the red meat. The moment I saw the meat, I tore a chunk off with my fingers and threw it in my mouth. It was truly a historical moment for me. Ultimately, he said this was his only regret that he hadn't eaten her while she was alive. <gasps> but she was still fresh and he had just killed her. What I truly wish was to eat her living flesh, he said. Nobody leaves me, but my ultimate my ultimate intention was to eat her was to eat her, not to necessarily kill her. He says that the reason behind the cannibalistic uh, tendencies can't be explained or conceptualized. It's simply a fetish, he said. For an example, a normal man face, fa fancied a girl. He'd naturally feel the desire to see her as often as possible, to be close to her, to smell her, and to kiss her, right? To me, eating is just an extension of that. Frankly, I can't fathom why everyone doesn't feel this urge to eat or consume other people. Two days after killing Harf, that Segwa disposed of what remained of her body. He had eaten what he hadn't eaten or frozen, um, basically that was just her pelvic region. So he oh put her God. legs so he put her legs and torso and head into suitcases and hailed a cab. <gasps> are what? you kidding? Why are we reading this? Oh my God. This is awful. This is creeping me out. Oh, okay, so most of her pelvic region is what he did freeze. The taxi dropped him off at the Bois Bois de Blah Blah Club in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Which, he has, which had a secluded lake inside it. He had planned to drop the suitcases in it unnoticed through several people noticed the suitcases dripping blood and notified the French police. When police found him and questioned him, his response was simple admission. I killed her to eat her flesh, he said. So Sagwa awaited his trial for, for two years in French prison. When it was finally time for him to be tried, French judge Jean-Louise Brueger declared him legally insane and unfit to stand trial, dropping the charges and ordering him to be held indefinitely into a mental institution. Jeez. They dropped, they then dropped him back to Japan where he would spend his, the rest of his days in a Japanese mental hospital. Dun, 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 but he didn't. Right. <clears throat> because the charges in France had been dropped, the court documents were sealed. They, could, they couldn't be released to J Japanese authorities. Therefore... The Japanese had no case against him and no choice but to let him walk free. Oh, my God. In 1986, he checked himself out of the mental institution and has been free ever since. Sagawa walks the streets of Tokyo where he lives, free to do as he pleases. A terrifying thought when one hears that, that the threat of life in prison hasn't done much to quell his urges. The desire to eat people becomes so intense around June when women start wearing less and showing more skin, he said. Just today I saw a girl with really a really nice derriere on my way to the train station. When I see things like that, I think about wanting to eat again before someone again before I die. What I'm saying is I can't bear the thought of leaving this life without ever tasting that derriere that I saw this morning or her thighs, he continued. I want to eat them again while I'm alive so that I can at least be satisfied when I die. He's what? even planned out how he will do it. I think either sukaki or shabu shabu, lightly boiled thin slices, is the best way to go in order to really savor the natural flavor of the meat. In the meantime, however, Sagwa has refrained from cannibalism. Instead, he's devoted his time to writing books, most recently published his 20th work titled Extremely Intimate Fantasies of Beautiful Girls. The book is filled with pictures drawn by himself as well as famous artists. I hope that people who read this will stop thinking of me as a monster, he said, but not likely. No. No, dude. You just told us that you wanted to eat that girl's derriere. God. The hell? I don't know. I, I was kind of... I, I mean... Awful. <laughs> 
will be laying in bed and he'll have like his arms cocked, like like bent up, and I'll uh-huh. I'll see the definition of his muscle, uh-huh. and I'll bite that. Like I'll, I'll <laughs> like I'll, I'll be laying there and I'll be like, <laughs> but in no way shape do I want to like sink my teeth into it and to where there's chunk blood out. and take a chunk out of it. First of all, I can't even stand the taste of blood. I know, yeah. Let alone, you just eating raw meat out of someone's ass fat. Like, <laughs> But where would it have been better at, Jamie? Where would I they, feel where like would you shouldn't be, be eating people at all, dude. I know, but I'm like, you're like, I don't know if like, the ass fat sounds like a good idea. I feel like, I feel like the ass is probably the most tender part of the body. I'm not gonna lie, it's if a I, lot of gristle. I'm thinking. I, I mean, mine would look really like corn because mine I got a fat ass. Too. But I feel like um, that would definitely be a tender part. Mm. Well, if you had to eat somebody, like it was your last resort. <laughs> we are in apocalypse. I mean, you just never know at this point. Um, well, I got one about a butt. I want to hear about a butt. It's it's funny though. Thank God, after all that shit I just had to listen to, I'm like, oh god, that was awful. <laughs> like I can't even think, I can't even imagine that he's still walking around, just chilling in China, and making bu- and doing books, doing books, just writing books. Oh my god, pictures. All right, so this was iheartintelligence.com. Unfortunately, this woman had none. Well, either that or just she's just so naive. So this 61-year-old lady seeking advice on vintage bottle stopper, mortified to find out what it actually was. What and was it, A glass butt plug. I fucking love this. Yeah. So, and she goes on. <laughs> okay, so she believed it was an antique bottle stopper or an odd chest piece, but she never imagined this object could be what it turned out to be. Jane... A lovely old lady, who's also a churchgoer, sought help to identify the mystery item she believed to be a vintage bottle stopper, according to the mirror. But the moment she found out what it actually was, she said, there isn't enough soap in the world. Uh, <laughs> she, was, the, she was probably she playing was with touching it. She was it and rolling it across her cheek, probably. She probably put it, like, <laughs> in bottles she had around the house. Mm-hmm. So, in the Facebook post, Jane wrote... Got a friend of my sister, wait, got a friend of my sister that came across a solid glass piece. Since she can't figure it out, she reached out to me, and now I'm reaching out to all of you, hoping to get an idea of what it is. Look at you just going through all my food in my office. You're so funny. I'm so hungry. I'm like, You can have something. Just have one. So, hoping to get an idea of what it is, only thing coming to mind is either a bottle stopper for a decanter. Uh, My ass is one. Or possibly a chest piece. A whole different kind of can. But she gives the diameters of, or the, the specifications of it, four and a half inches tall, one and a half dia- diameter at fat part, and 1.75 at base. No significant scratches anywhere. Does look to have a reflective gold coating on it. Oh, my. And then she, like, gives you, like, the picture of it. Oh, oh God. That's probably not, that's probably stained. It's probably not a gold coat. <laughs> that's poo, lady. That's poo. And somebody wrote. So then, like, of course, we never disappoint, right? As a people. As a people. We just want to be helpful. So the one person went, it's a stopper, just not for a bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Scrolling through less tactful replies to her post, the 61-year-old Indiana resident found out the strange treasure was, as you already may suggest, a sex toy. As soon as she could, Jane updated her post saying... I am thankful I know nothing of this world that uses products such as this. And quite frankly, I don't want to know. Well, my sister and I are both cracking up, but the fact she picked it up and handled it, I don't think there's enough soap to wash away this or wash away that image. Oh, oh her sister's the only one that handled it. 
I said, looks like she found a knight. Maybe the others will turn up soon. It's a shame when a set gets split apart. Oh, my God. Understandably, Jane, her sister, and her friend, sister's friend, didn't want to be identified as they're all very active members of their churches. That's they, too funny. <laughs> they didn't want this misunderstanding to harm their reputations. So she added, now that we all know what it is, we have thoroughly washed our hands, even though two of us never touched it. And are having a good laugh at the education we just got. My sister is very religious, and so is her friend. And quite frankly, none of us knew what it was. Her friend is now horrified. <laughs> Do you mean it goes in your tuchus? It goes in your tushy. So it's, that was it's used for that for that for expanding your what? Is it for expanding your butt? I thought it was just for a good time. No, well, it could be for both, maybe. Let me just break down how butt plugs work. All right, well, hold on real quick for free. This is from, it was Christina Ivanova, and this was from April the 6th. Okay, break it down. Okay, so butt plugs could A, be used for just a good time, (laughs) or you could get dilators, which are butt plugs that start from a smaller size to a larger size to make anal sex easier but most of the time an anal butt a butt plug is used to um prepare for entrance of the penis is it into the buttocks jesus even i didn't know that dial that oh god dilates the bunghole <laughs> i understood that but i just didn't know that they existed either now i feel like jane you should feel like jane. i feel like, like how jane are you that now? naive I don't, uh, clearly, I don't know. I guess because, like, I I never even had toys outside of, like, what, my, the two vibrators I have. And then, like, I had, like, two little tiny toys, like, in my last relationship. But I used to enjoy butt sex, so I, I had a couple butt plugs. You had a couple butt plugs? Yeah, I didn't anymore. Like, I got a certain age, I got hemorrhoids. I was like, this can't happen anymore. <laughs> I got hemorrhoids. Oh, my God. Thanks for the good time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, can I just talk about this woman real quick? Yeah. It's so fucking funny. I don't have anything else anyway. I'm just going. I don't have anything else? Going with you. Well, damn, okay. Well, I guess I'm it. Godspeed to me, I guess. Godspeed. Just leaving this all on me, I see. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, so this is from www.lp.com. Oh, shit. We got all types of time left. I know. I'm like, we got all this time left. But this is a Florida story. I love Florida. And it does not disappoint. So, uh, (laughs) this is from Bunnell, Florida. Says, authorities say a 42-year-old woman. She don't look 42. She looks a lot older than 42. Just saying. Meth. Yeah, something. I think so. Authorities say a 42-year-old woman, um, Florida woman, is accused of stuffing plastic Easter eggs with pornographic images and putting them in residential mailboxes. Flagler County Sheriff's officials said in a Facebook post that they began getting calls from residents Sunday regarding the eggs. On Wednesday evening, they received more calls and were able to identify the suspect's car. Deputies spotted the vehicle and stopped it. The woman admitted to putting the eggs in the mailboxes and said she had distributed over 400 pamphlets in the last few days throughout the county. Abril Castoni was arrested on 11 counts of distributing obscene material and for driving with a suspended license. Our team did a great job in tracking this deranged offender down and taking her into custody. Thankfully, she did not appear to be sick with COVID symptoms, but she certainly needs some help. And she remained in jail on Thursday. Maybe she was just trying to do a what? community service. I feel like <laughs> she was just helping out the community. That's kind of how I feel. Like, you don't know. I mean, maybe that community is, like, really stuffy, and maybe they need some butt plugs and some more eggs. Did we talk about the vegans that fed their baby potato mash instead of formula? 
Well, I don't think we did. No. So this was I got I had this I've been saving this for a couple weeks. That's apost.com is what it's called. That's who posted it. Okay. So it says five month old baby severely malnourished after vegan parents fed him only potato mash. What the shit? A five month old baby boy was so severely malnourished that he had to be hospitalized, <gasps> angering many who cannot believe that a vegan parents would let their child become so underweight. Robert Buski, 31, and Julia French, 20, ew, of Tewittsville, Florida, that's right, people, Florida, said that they were only feeding their Today baby a potato mash that they found online. The vegan parents had ignored doctor's orders to better nourish their infant, resulting in the baby barely gaining one pound in his five months of life. Oh, my God. The unfortunate Jeez. baby is now under the care of the Department of Children and Families. Thank God. Both of the parents were arrested and charged with felony child abuse. The baby was found after a tip was relayed to the Delaware to the um, <coughs> Department of Children and Family. Authorities found the infant clinging to life because it was so malnourished. Oh, God. Look at this guy. Look at this motherfucking fool. He just oh, looks God. like he stinks. Oh, yeah, he does. Look, oh, God, he does look he like He looks he like stinks. he smells like cat piss. <laughs> the official arrest... <laughs> he does. I see that all the time. The official arrest affidavit said that the baby was unable to move because of such poor muscle tone. He was also extremely lethargic as a result of his body not being able to maintain proper body temperature or blood sugar levels, according to Crime Online. After just one night of being hooked up to a hospital IV, the child has already gained half a pound. The parents did not answer the police when they asked about why they did it, why they did not fulfill the prescription for the doctor's organic formula for their child. Buski is scheduled to appear in court on March 7th. He is currently being held at in Brevard County on $77,500 bail. French is also incarcerated at the same county jail on bond of $50,000, according to the whatever. Uh, to the whatever. <laughs> to, the, to the M-E-A-W-W. Okay. What do you think of these parents and their shameful actions? Be sure to spread this story to all your friends and family to see what they think. Leave your comments in the space. Oh, my God. Yeah, so here's the thing. Vegans are a fucking weird group. Like, I'm not saying all vegans. Like, if you're one of those people that don't shove it down each, your throat, people's throats, then, you know, good on you. Right. But your child needs, your child doesn't need a vegan fucking diet because guess what? Stick it on your boob. It's already vegan. If you <laughs> give it formula, it's already vegan. Like, a right. formula is a vegan diet. Right. So why? Would, well, wait, does it have milk in it? Is that why? For Maybe none, some of them? you Similac and things like that are dairy free. They ha- okay. They're soy. Okay. So why not just give your baby formula or breast milk? Like, I don't know. I don't understand why people. I don't. You know, that's they're definitely like. They have to be something like wrong with them, like mentally ill for them Look, to think that mashed potatoes is it's, enough. It's him. I think here's here's my theory on this. Here's my here's my breakdown. Because look at her, she's very pretty. Here's what I think. She's okay. I think she got with this guy, and she thinks she's, like, super in love, and she thinks he is so wise. I call it the Manson Theory. All like, right. she is, like, obsessed with this man, and then she has this baby. And he's, like, obviously a hippie, and he smells, probably smells like cat piss. Yeah, he looks like he smells like With his piss. dreadlocks. And, and he probably and, smells and, down there, too. Yeah, he probably has dreads in his cock. Yeah. Yeah, like cornrows. He just looks like he's smelly. He looks like he stinks. Look, everybody that has cornrows are not going to write us in and be like, or not cornrows, but, um. If you have cornrows on your genitals, then you probably stink too. 
That's what I was saying. The man looks like he has cornrows on his shadows. Anyway. Yeah, he has dreadlocks, though. He does. And, and they're not well. Say. There's a difference between dreadlocks and well-kept dreadlocks. There really is. So anyway, I feel like it's it's the Manson theory. I feel like she's very obsessed and he's very, you're going to do as I say. And she, I, that's how I, the look of her and the look of him, that's how I feel. Like she's just, she's a brainwashed by him. And he's like, the baby gets potato mash because that's what we found and we're vegan and da 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 and you're going to be a vegan. I bet you if they break up, she goes out and gets a big ass fucking hamburger. I don't know because I mean, who knows really what the, what the I, truth I'm, is. She's going to be like, baby, I'm sorry. Do you want a hamburger too? Well, you know what? There's this woman and she's not sorry at all. Oh, well. And you're going to love this woman. Okay, good. I don't like that, I could see sorry. you doing this. Oh. Actually, this, I feel like she's your spirit like person. Okay. Like if this was to ever happen to you, this is what you would do. All right, so this is from the Washington Post. <clears throat> this is from 2016, but I just saw it. And it says, wife crashes her own funeral, horrifying her husband who paid to have her killed. Fucking Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> so Noella Ricondo sat in a car outside her home in Melbourne, Australia, watching as the last few mourners filed out. They were leaving a funeral, her funeral. Finally, she spotted the man she'd been waiting for. She stepped out of her car, and her husband put his hands on his head in horror. Is it my eyes? She recalled him saying. Is it a ghost? Surprise! I'm still alive! She replied. <laughs> so if Paco ever tries to have you killed, like, this is what I picture you doing. But I see you actually doing, like, surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> like, I don't just feel like it's just going to be very, like, you know, like, bland and very vanilla. I think it'll be very, like... Yeah. motherfuckery about it. I do like to throw the word. I'm, I'm like a, the white Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and female, too. And female. <laughs> so, oh, God. So from being, um, far from being elated, the man looked ter- terrified. Five days earlier, he had ordered a team of hitmen to kill Ricondo, his partner of 10 years. And they did. Well, they told him they did. They even got him to pay an extra few thousand dollars for carrying out the crime. Now, here was his wife standing before him in an interview with the BBC on Thursday where Kunda recalled how she, how he touched her shoulder to find it unnervingly solid. He jumped and he started screaming. I'm sorry for everything, he wailed. But it was far too late for apologies where Kunda called the police. The husband, Belenga Kalala, oh. ultimately pleaded guilty and was sentenced to nine years in prison for incitement to murder, according to the Australian Broadcasting Corp. How many years? Nine. Nine. Joe Exotic got 22. See that? I mean, that, that's, I don't know. It's just so crazy the stuff that goes on. It's like, how did he only get nine, but then Joe Exotic got twenty-two? Joe Exotic got twenty-two, and he was trying to off a fucking murderer. Well, well alleged, alleged, alleged. <clears throat> Jay, Jay, could you find out if Carol Baskin killed her boy or killed her husband and <laughs> to the tigers? That should keep you pretty busy. That should keep you real busy. If you go on Reddit, they're totally talking about it. That's how this is gonna. That's how they're gonna solve that murder. I told you that when we, oh, I yeah. was like, they should just put that shit on Reddit. Now Reddit has it, and the Reddit detectives have already solved like a million cases already. So they're on it. They're like, we're gonna find this. It's bitch. gonna be like it's not instead of it being like don't fuck with cats, which is that one that came out. Now it's gonna be like don't fuck with Carol Baskin. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, apparently, um, let me just read the rest of this because it's actually pretty neat. And it says, um, so Rakundo's ordeal began almost exactly a year ago when she flew home from Melbourne, or wait, when she flew from her home in Melbourne with her husband Kalala to attend a funeral in her native Burundi. Her stepmother had died and she, and the service left her saddened and stressed. She retreated to her, health, her hotel room early in the evening, despondent after the events of the day. She lay down in bed, then her husband called. He told me to go outside for fresh air. But the minute Rakundo stepped out of her hotel, a man charged forward, pointing a gun right at her. 
don't scream, she recalled him saying, if you start screaming, I will shoot you. They're going to catch me, but you, you'll be already dead. So she was terrified and she did what she told. She was then ushered into a car and blindfolded so she couldn't see where she was being taken. After 30 or 40 minutes, the car came to a stop and Rakunda was pushed into a building and tied to a chair. What? I know. She could hear male voices. <clears throat> One asked her, you woman, you woman, what did you do for this man to pay us to kill you? What are you talking about? She demanded. Belenga sent us to kill you. They were lying. She told them so and they laughed. You're a fool, they told her. There was a sound of a dial tone and a man's voice coming through a speakerphone. It was her husband's voice. Kill her, he said. And Ricundo fainted. I don't, even, I, I don't know if I would have probably fainted too. Because, I, I mean, that's just so crazy. She just got kidnapped. And then she hears him basically saying, give the order to, like, kill her. She had met her. And then they go on and say, like, you know, you know, she fell in love. They met. Blah, 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 blah. And she said, I knew he was a violent man, but I didn't believe he could kill me. But it appeared he could. So, Rikundo came into the strange building somewhere near, somewhere near Bujibura. The kidnappers were still there. They weren't going to kill her. The men then explained they didn't believe in killing women and they knew her brother. But they would keep her husband's money and tell him that she was dead. After two days, they set her free on the side of the road, but not before giving her a cell phone, recordings of their phone conversations with Kalala, and receipts for the $7,000 in Australian dollars they allegedly received in payment. <clears throat> and they said, we just want you to go back to tell other stupid women like you what happened. <laughs> you stupid bitch. Like, that's basically what they said. Now get the fuck out. Kicked her out. Like, what the hell? So she was shook up, clearly, and alive, or whatever, and she began plotting her next move. Like, this is like a book. Right, I would read this book. I know, me too. Like, at this point. Like, I actually feel like How I should write this, this book. How has this not been on ID Discovery at all? It probably has. I'm going to have to look it up. I don't know. But she said, I felt like somebody who had risen again. Oh, it was Easter. Uh, well, yeah, well, no, this was way before that. But I'm like, yeah, so that's what happened to this woman. And then, you know, so then, of course, you know, he gets in trouble nine years and all that stuff. And she made it. And he, initially, he denied the involvement. Duh. <laughs> But then she got him to um, confess to the crime during a phone conversation that was secretly recorded by police. Hmm. Can you believe that? Hold on. She said her trials are not over yet. She told ABC that she's gotten backlash from her Melbourne Congolese community for reporting Kalala to the police. Someone left oh. threatening messages for her and she returned home one day to find her back door broken. She now has eight children raised alone and has asked the Department of Human Services to help her find a new place to live. Jesus, God, that's awful. Right. I guess it's their religion. Like, they're, they're very... Yeah, but man, what the hell? He, like, tried to have her killed. You know what, though? Bitches be dumb. Like, and not her, because she seems pretty smart. But the the ones that are, like, sudden death threats and shit for turning him in. Right. They're probably his girlfriends. Like, he was probably having multiple affairs. Like, it just, he, he hits me the wrong way. Does he? I love yeah. how you're just, you're very much like, yeah, well, this is probably what happened with this. Right. I, I'm a very big on theories lately. Yeah. <laughs> My theories. This is what I think. <laughs> well, this is so funny, though. I think you'll really like this one. This is from March 30th. And it was man ignoring lockdown told police his journey was essential because he was going to buy weed. You know what? <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> well, this is like over in Wales, apparently, but that's what he told him. That's what they told him. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I just thought that was so freaking funny. I'm like, could you imagine? They pull him over. He's like, look, dude, I'm going to go buy weed. Oh, my God. Could you imagine him on the Northeast page? Hey, does anybody know where the weed at? And then they were like, is that really essential? <laughs> it doesn't even need to be on, like, the what's the call it page. Like, oh, my God. You probably went to the cigarette store and the liquor store, too. <laughs> you horrible person. 
Meanwhile, I'm reading your posts and statuses while I'm sipping my fireball and chain smoking. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I'm like, I hope they don't, like, close and they, like close those stores. Because what do you do if you can't smoke? Well, they, they, you can buy cigarettes at, like, um, they can't I close. you can buy them anywhere. You can't close the gas stations. You, they yeah, sell them to Walgreens. True. They sell them at the Acme or the grocery store. Well, they I sell have, them at the fucking Dollar General. They sell cigarettes at the Dollar General, General, so... Oh, the Dollar General. I was thinking about, like, the, just the Dollar... The Dollar Tree, no. Dollar Tree. Yeah, I wouldn't be smoking that. Dollar Tree cigarettes. Like, <laughs> they probably have singles. Of course, then again, when I was younger, yeah. I used to smoke those ones called Jacks, and they were 99 cents a pack. Jacks? They, they, they were called Jack cigarettes, and they had a picture of, like, the Jack from a deck of cards. Oh, really? Yeah, and I used to get the menthol ones of those, and they were really good, and they were only, like, 99 cents. Yeah, when we were younger, I think everything felt like it was 99 cents at that point. Yeah, everything was 99 cents. That's when 99 cents store, everything was actually 99 cents. Hey, I have one thing for you before we stop, because I know we're, like, getting to that place, because okay. we're at, like, 52, but I just wanted to mention it for you, because I think you would just get such a kick out of it. So, this is Wide Open Country, and they just posted it a month ago, and that was uh, WideOpenCountry.com. It doesn't say, oh, Bobby Moore wrote it. It says, Dolly Parton wants to recreate 1978 Playboy cover for her 75th birthday. Oh, my God. I will buy that magazine. I know. I think I would even buy that magazine because I love like, Dolly Parton. I fucking love Dolly Parton. Like, love, I know. love, love her. Like, my favorite song, 90% of people in the world haven't even heard my favorite Dolly song. Really? Like, it's called Applejack, by the way. Applejack? But, you know, every morning I tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen, pull myself a cup of ambition, <laughs> yawn and stretch and try to come to life. I fucking love Dolly Parton. I've watched every movie. I've watched every documentary. The fact that during this quarantine she is reading bedtime stories to her children. I did. I saw that children. too. Yeah. She is like this, this ray of sunshine and, and light and hope. <laughs> and one day I will meet fucking Dolly Parton. One day, and that will be the one time Jamie's completely fucking starstruck and won't be able to say anything. Oh, I know, right? I'm like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, always love you. <laughs> <laughs> and she would probably just get such a kick out of you. I think Dolly Parton would love me. I think she might. Like, we would, be, yeah. we would be besties. We would. Also, and I would be like, could I please see your wig room? <laughs> probably amazing isn't it it is probably when you die if there's only like two in there you'd be like really dolly really no there's there's so many wigs it's got to have like its own like full bedroom with just tons of wigs and if i remember the i remember did on the playboy does she have like the little checkered like shirt on it is no she's in um or is she in a playboy bunny she's in a playboy bunny suit let me see hold on it was like a full ad, but now it's going away because the stupid ad. I hate these ads. I'm telling you, look at her. Isn't she amazing? And she still looks that good. And she's not. And her boobies isn't out. No, and she's, just and she's very thingy. well. She's very classy. She's very classy. She's been married for a very, very long time, and her husband is not very much in the limelight. She likes to keep that life quiet. But oh god. <clears throat> well, oh said, in, a, in a recent interview, Dolly Parton, 74-year-old Dolly Parton, set a goal for her 75th birthday, return to the cover of Playboy magazine. I don't plan to retire. I just turned 74, and I plan to be on the cover of Playboy magazine again. She told 60 Minutes Australia, see, I did Playboy magazine years ago, and I thought it'd be such a hoot if they'll go for it. I don't know if they will, if it could be on the cover again when I'm 75. Oh, so. yes. Yeah, yes. So she first became a country singer to become a Playboy... 
Parton became the first country singer to become a Playboy cover model in October 1978. The cover photo shoot prompted an in-depth article in her career, not that not that month's centerfold. Oh, wow. So I, she wasn't in the centerfold. Yeah, she was just, she was the, just cover. the cover. I've been asked back in the day, but that was so totally not me. She says on nudity, as shared on her website, I would never do that. But that was a good article they ran in there, and it was just a fun thing to do. That was just another way I was trying to make, I was trying to market myself at the time to get into the mainstream. That was interesting. Yeah, she started out a gospel singer, and then bluegrass, and then country. Well, bluegrass is kind of country, but it's Ah, she's different. so cute. She said, when asked if she'd wear the same outfit, Parton employed her signature charm, saying she likely could use it because her boobs are still the same. Ah, uh-huh. good job, Dolly. And then there's these pictures of her in the 70s. I just love her. She's I, so cute. I am obsessed with Dolly Parton. Oh, listen to her. I've had about all the nips and tucks I can have, Dolly Parton added, maintaining her iconic look. The good part with me, though... The good part with me, though, I have my own look. I look kind of cartoonish, and cartoons don't really age that much. Parton <laughs> had it. Even when I'm 90, I'll still probably look about the same way. Just thicker makeup and bigger hair. Oh, God, I want to be here. I want to come to your wig room, Dolly Parton. She's just amazing. Like, I would love to just like, walk around like one I would, day and listen to her talk. I would send her this, but I don't think that she would appreciate our, our, our vulgarness. Like, I'm very vulgar. Like, if I were to send her a, know, a link to the podcast, I would be like, dear Dolly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just skip over everything at the beginning until we hear And just listen to how name. much I love you at the end. Yeah. Oh, and could you please call Keanu Reeves? <laughs> Could he be there, too, when we're there? Because we right. really want to come by. We want to hang out. But anyway, so go ahead. We're going to have to wrap this all up because we're all So if you done. guys have any um, thing that you want us to know about or anything like that, any fun stories about, you know, things happening in your area, if you're part of a Facebook group that is insane, like the Northeast page, please give us um, a shout-out at straightfromthenet at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook at straightfromthenet. Um, you can just IM us there. We're pretty good about answering. <laughs> Yeah, we are pretty good about it. And Danielle will tell you where you can hear us all, all there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all the platforms. My, the my mind's not working. Right. I'm hungry. I'm all blah, blah, blah. I know, right? I like, she's looking at all my food like, bitch, hurry up. I need to go. All right, so we're actually on daytime radio. That's right, daytime New York radio. They let us on there, guys. And that's the WMLD, the voice of Hudson Valley Radio, every Wednesday at 1 o'clock. And you can hear the replay on Saturdays at 7. And then you can find us every Sunday with a new episode on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, iPodcast, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. And again, the WMLD on air you can find on all the major app stores so you never have to miss us because they get our episodes a couple days early. You don't want to miss out. Until then, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. (laughs) Okay, Okay, bye. bye.